0: The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of My Stress Alarm. So for some time now I've been providing you with a quick little updates on the My Stress Alarm app and it's been lingering as you know and just can't seem to get the defects fixed. Now this is mostly due to a resource allocation issue, not the inability to figure out the actual issues. Not to downplay the defects, but it's mostly a resource allocation issue for sure. So bottom line, I think it's safe to say my current developer slash agency is no longer a good fit. So I finally made the decision to seek out a new developer who can drag me over the finish line, And I've had some discussions over the last week and there are some good prospects and I'll probably be making a decision this weekend and get moving on this. But it does bring up a good topic of discussion here because stress has been building up for a while related to this, which is ironic. I know I'm building a stress app and it's causing stress, but nevertheless, a change is needed. I'm not immune to stress. I'm just like everybody else. And so, when something isn't working, you have a choice. You could just deal with it not working, or fix it. You know, there are people who seemingly like to complain. You probably know one or two people like this. They're always There's always something not going their way. They're always complaining, but yet they never seem to do anything about it, you know? <laughs> and... Who knows why? I'm not judging. You don't know people's situations. But if you're a chronic complainer, I think there's something deeper going on there, don't you? Now, in their defense, change in and of itself carries with it a certain amount of stress. Although it's acute stress, short-term, as opposed to chronic stress, long-term. You're taking on a certain amount of additional Short term stress in order to get rid of a certain amount of chronic stress. And you have to look at this from a cost benefit perspective. And in most cases, not all, but in most cases, it's a great trade off and well worth making the change. But yes, fixing whatever it is could be a pain in the you know what in the short term. But it's just going to keep bothering you until you do something about it. But only you can make that call to do something and only you can make it happen by putting the effort in and taking those first steps, whatever it is. Now, one way that I get motivated to make changes in my life is by remembering that it's only a temporary inconvenience and there's a reward at the end of it. And that reward is ongoing. Again, you're taking on more short-term stress, acute stress, in order to rid yourself of some of that longer-term chronic stress. There are many examples of this consolidating debt, getting things repaired around the house or your car, and with respect to making repairs, in many cases, if you wait, the problem just gets worse and more expensive. I recently had an issue with my car not starting. It wasn't the battery or anything like that. It was some weird issue with how the starter, uh, when you press the button, how it engaged with the uh, transmission, I think. There's a flywheel, whatever, I don't know. Anyway, it was a pain in the you-know-what to get fixed. Took two attempts, actually. Had to go back twice. And uh, took a few hours on a Saturday. Although I did see my friend, who's a mechanic, so it wasn't all bad. But now it starts every time, like a charm. No more being frustrated when I'm in a hurry and it doesn't start. No more worrying if I'm ruining the transmission or whatever. Problem solved. Next! By the way... If you're in the Baltimore area and need a good mechanic, drop me an email at uh, adam at perfectstresscoaching.com. This guy is great and super nice. His father owned a repair shop, so he, he was kind of, I, I always kid around uh, that he was born with a wrench in his hand. The guy knows cars. Also, my light switch was going bad in my bathroom, and it would flicker, and it was doing it for a while but more recently it's it's gotten worse and and started getting on my nerves because i'd be sitting in the bathroom and the, and the light went out <laughs> not to mention i was starting to worry that it might cause a fire one day so i have another friend who's a handyman and, and came over and fixed it but it was a little bit of a pain uh in, in the sense of figuring out when he can come over we, we said one day but then but then he he didn't show up and we had to do another day you know, and, uh, it kind of disrupted my normal routine and, and, and having to be home at a certain time and having to turn off the circuit breaker upstairs and to reset the clocks and all. But problem was solved. Next, a few months ago, my foot had been bothering me and, you know, I go hiking a lot and this was concerning me even more than my back. But, uh, It really wasn't getting any better, and and this had been happening for a couple years now, so I I realized it wasn't going to get better, and in some respects, it, it, it was happening more often, so I broke down and made an appointment with the podiatrist. I think I talked about this before. I was diagnosed with metatarsalgia. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but the doc said to buy a certain type of insole and metatarsal pads, and guess what? work like a charm. No more foot pain. Next. By the way, oftentimes a doctor visit does wonders for stress levels. Although it's a pain making the appointment, arranging to take off work uh, you know, during the day if, if it's necessary, going to the appointment if you're uh, a new patient filling out all the paperwork and not knowing what to expect, the diagnosis and prognosis. None of that is fun. But it sure feels good once it's over, and that's what happened in my case. But you know what happens too, is there'll be one thing that kind of needs attention and and maybe a little annoying, and and then something else starts not working in the house. Let's say, and something else may not be going right, like a business relationship, as in my case. Looks like my printer uh, is going off doing something, it has a mind of its own. Anyway. That's that sound in the background, if you can hear it. And little by little, things start to build up, and you may not be aware of how much stress in totality you're experiencing. I've talked about this quite a number of times in the last couple years, which is creeping normalcy. But one thing on top of another, on top of another, it starts to weigh you down. And as with many other types of issues, mental health is something that is better addressed earlier rather than later. I'm no mental health expert, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. And you just, you don't want things to build up if you can help it. Although sometimes things seemingly happen all at once. I always say bad things happen in threes. Uh, But then after that third one, you can rest easy. I don't know how true that is, but that's my story and I'm sticking with it. Now, if it's something big like you really don't like your job, you're getting burned out or whatever, or the commute is killing you. Well, that's big. Now, if it's just a personality thing with, you know, with someone at work, that may not be a reason to leave because even if you found a job where you really liked everybody and you and you gelled as a team... At some point, someone's going to leave for whatever reason, may not have anything to do with, with work. It, it just may be they're moving or whatever. And then their replacement, you might not care for so much. So I would think twice before leaving for that reason alone or other small nuisances or annoyances about your job, because every job is going to have some of that. Now, if you're having an issue with your boss, that would certainly warrant looking for another job, maybe he or she is a micromanager, which is different than being hands-on, by the way. Being hands-on is a good thing. It means, let me know how I can help, otherwise I'm going to stay out of your way, which maybe there's no way for them to help, but that's different than, let's say, your boss saying, I want to be copied on every email you send, which has happened to me before. Um, Maybe they're setting you up to fail, to blame you for their failures. That's happened to me too. Boy, that 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 boss was something else, let me tell you. But, <laughs> but those are all good reasons to leave. But then again, got to update your resume, search and uh, applying for jobs, preparing for interviews. Blah! Some people would rather get a root canal than go through all that. No one enjoys that process. But here's the thing. You get better at it. So for your first job interview, ideally you should pick something that's really not your first choice. Sometimes you don't have control over it, but this way it kind of takes some pressure off of you because you're not too set on getting the job anyway. And this way you can learn where you might need to improve your answers. Did anything stump you? And from that, you just gain a little more confidence and you get better at the process. And then when you get to that job interview that you really want and know is a, is a better fit, you can knock it out of the ballpark. But it doesn't come naturally for any of us. By the way, who says you have to memorize everything? I walk into interviews with booklets in hand to show my readiness and preparedness. But truth be told, it's easier on me. I could show them some cheat seats I made and just read from that. It takes the pressure off me to memorize everything. And oftentimes it comes off as more impressive than just knowing the answer. But the bottom line is, almost always you end up with a much better job that fits your needs. And boy, is that a stress reliever. So even when you have to go through some pretty stressful stuff, again, remind yourself it's not forever. And the end result is less stress on an ongoing basis. That's the key it's a total net positive. A few months ago or so, I I think I had mentioned one thing that I've noticed over the years, which is that it seems more and more to me like cheaper products are actually more expensive over the long run than the more expensive products. Sometimes way more expensive when you crunch the numbers. I think it's kind of the same thing with investing your time up front and going through some extra short-term stress to get things fixed so you come out of it with less chronic stress. You have to expend the energy up front, but over the long run you save more energy in terms of frustration, annoyance, worrying, that all contributes to chronic stress. And it sticks with you and it weighs you down that chronic stress. It's a quality of life issue. So it turns out that the short-term stress is way less expensive, if you will, than dealing with chronic stress over the long run. And you can find resources to help you with just about any type of change you're trying to make in your life. You don't have to do it alone in most cases. You have to make the decision yourself. You have to get the ball rolling yourself. But there are many resources that can help you with just about anything you need to do. And take your time. You don't have to rush through it either. But you have to stick with it. You can't just start something and not go through with it. Now, there are times when you think you can't do anything about whatever it is, you know, that's causing you stress. And I always say, don't worry about what you can't control. And I stand by that. But sometimes you might be too quick to throw your hands in the air, you know, thinking you don't have any control. Remember, the definition of stress, at least my definition, is an emotional response to a situation that you don't have control over or that you perceive you don't have control over. Well, if you can figure out a way to take even partial control over a situation, the the stress goes down immediately. And again, it's the chronic stress that goes down. You can't discount chronic stress. And that's what I did with finding a new developer. It's a pain in the butt. I have to post a, a job posting Um I have to squeeze meetings into my lunchtime. Uh, There's going to be knowledge transfer, you know, once I do pick someone. But in the end, I know it'll be all worth it. Well, that's my two cents for this week. Again, thank you very much for listening. I really value your feedback as well. So please don't be shy. You can post a comment on the Perfect Stress Facebook page. Or always feel free to email me directly at adam at com. Stay safe, wishing you good health and success. Have you ever felt like you pushed yourself so much that it actually affected your health, either physically or mentally? If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, then My Stress Alarm might be just the app for you as it helps you walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. It takes just a minute a day, no wearables or sensors needed. Just go to mystressalarm.com to download for iOS or Android. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. And if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember... Don't let stress get in the way of success.